Welcome back to the Happy You Are Here podcast. In this episode, we are returning with Peggy Caruso, the second half of the conversation that we had a few episodes ago. And in this one, we're going to specifically talk about the power of gratitude, how to practically develop positive affirmations that work, and some of the truth about how to make the law of attraction actually work in your life, a much more practical look at it than I think some people view it. And it's really interesting. The whole point of this show is to provide you with tools, techniques, and ideas that can help you live a more fulfilled life. So we really get into some of the very practical things, very uh, nuts and bolts of how to kind of shift your mind from your natural negative thought patterns to more gratitude-based thought patterns that will make just everything, no matter what is going on in your life, feel better, feel more doable and feel more enjoyable. So enjoy this episode with Peggy Caruso. She also has a new book called Taking the First Shot available on Amazon. I'll have the link down in the description. Please go check that out and give her a review. And if you want to tell her that you came from the show, you can do that. And if not, whatever, uh, enjoy the show. But it's also like, I think, I don't remember who said this, um, was talking about saying things out loud and the difference that makes. Sure, because it's vibration. Okay, so you hear everybody talk about the law of attraction, right? Sure, yeah. Okay. This is very real. It's not some, like, you fold your hand and it's like a genie thing. You wish something, it comes true. I wish it was that easy, but it's not. The, the key to it is vibration. So when you verbalize something, that's why. It's energy. Mm-hmm. So when you verbalize positive, you're putting out positive energy, and therefore you'll receive positive energy coming back to you. So it's pretty cool how it works. It let, that's why positive affirmations are so important, and you you verbalize them. Right. I can, I will. You well, know. it makes them more real, too, right. if if it's you're physically manifesting it in the world through, like, sound vibrations. Yeah. Sure. Well, however deep you want to get with that, but even on just a surface level, like, mm-hmm. it's not really in existence until you vocalize it so both the positive things but also there's the negative a negative luke, luke story who is a really interesting guy he's got a great great podcast called the lifestylist he talks about he goes on complaining fasts where he will attempt to not say anything negative out loud for like a month which is much easier said than done and it sounds like oh yeah that's easy but it's not i've tried it and i i've been trying to do that and it's incredible the difference that makes because it's just you're not putting out this negativity into the world Um, and you don't necessarily have to replace it with ideally you would replace it with gratitude and and positivity Mm -hmm. but even just not vocalizing even if you think it but not vocalizing those negative do you know why it's so hard complaining patterns why (laughs) tell me because positive and negative can occupy the mind at the same time and negative is a dominant emotion and i use this example every single day that you hear people walking around going, hey, 50% chance of rain today. You never hear people walking around saying there's 50% chance of sunshine. But there Mm. is. There's the same exact percentage. But people, negative is a dominating emotion. What do you think about this? I have a friend, he's a very positive, like, he's just like one of those people that's like a ray of light every time. And Mm -hmm. he's just an incredible energy. Like me. (laughs) You are, yeah. This guy, if you met him, he would, it's just like, he's got, he's a very bigger guy too. And he just like carries like all of this energy with him. And he's always like, well, the glass is half full or half empty. It's always full of something. You know, it's like 50% full of water and 50% full of air. And you have like the water or the emptiness doesn't have to be negative, basically is the idea when he's trying to say that. That's perfect. Um, You know, and it's like, like we complain about rain, but it's like rain's a beautiful thing that literally creates life. Uh, or you need it if you don't if you take yeah. that rain away 
You know, it's like electricity. No one's grateful for it. You don't hear people when you walk in a store or anything and they go, hey, look at this light. Oh, my gosh, it's so beautiful. And you're yeah, right. unless they're on drugs. Okay, true. <laughs> but, but have Which a, that's a good experience to have on drugs. <laughs> you know. But have a power outage. Right. And What's everybody doing? Yeah. Like, oh, I can't believe it. Uh, that power company doesn't have it back on. And they're complaining. Because yeah. why? Negative is the dominant. Do you have any practices that you teach people to help them with, I think that would kind of fit into gratitude. Like that's been a pretty big thing for me, but I haven't really figured out a good way to formalize it into a habit. Well, I, I think that like for me, I don't get out of bed until I say five things I'm grateful for every day because my philosophy is you shouldn't be able to put that foot on the ground if you can't find something to be grateful for. And so they need to be different every day and you will see how Doing gratitude every day and differently changes everything about you. It changes your demeanor. It changes your attitude. It's really beneficial, and more and more people are discovering that. So you don't need to say your family every day. We're always grateful for our families or our loved ones. But try to try to be, you know, unique in it. It's, it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. I find it, it's a meditation practice that I do is trying to find, be grateful about things that are, normally seen as inconveniences so like yes. rain is a good example right. of like trying to not just say like not just superficially say like oh i love the rain because i'm trying to force myself to be happier but really look at it and be like wow i'm so appreciative of this thing that like gives life and allows us to like yeah you know, all of these things and then there's so many more complicated versions of that one that i've dealt with as i've practiced polyamory is jealousy trying to be grateful for the feeling of jealousy and then understand it a little bit deeper rather than allowing that to turn into anger mm -hmm. or control <laughs> which is like not an easy thing to do at all but i've like experienced these beautiful states of being like really in love with the fact that my lover has another lover and is happy with that lover like right that is a, such a beautiful state to be in um, and obviously not a state that everyone chooses or has to choose to ever have to experience. But like, for me, it's like, that is a bigger high than any drug has ever touched, uh, yep. being able to transmute such a dark, uh, emotion or combination of emotions into like such a positive, like loving emotion. I think that that's such a cool like thing. That's all comes from gratitude. It's all. Yes. I think it's extremely important. It's like you said, it's not, don't make it routinely or superficial it has to be deep and and emotionally felt right mm -hmm. so i went through this thing of a very long time saying things to myself but deep down i knew they weren't true or i felt that they weren't true sure um like how does someone transition from that to actually being able to believe the things that they're saying to themselves okay so here's what i tell people they all come in and say i can't do that because it's lying to myself and you're not it's and i know they say oh you can't do the fake it till you make it thing but you do you can't so this is very controversial. You cannot trick your mind, but you start by tricking your mind. Right. So what you do is you start with your positive affirmations. And as you do that, even if you don't believe it, you're still working on your goal and you're still working on yourself. So when you start making positive changes and you start following your plan of action to goal setting, then the positive affirmations kick in and you can see how they are real and so it is kind of like fake it till you make it because you know it's easy to say because you're going to reach that goal. Right. So when you're saying like, well, this is really a lie. No, it's a temporary um, way to say it that I am going to reach that. So so back your positive affirmation that hasn't, 
you know, been realistic enough with another positive affirmations as I am, I will, I'm going to reach this goal. So yes, I am that. I am that. Right. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like you're backing it with like the another. Yes. Well, and then taking the actions to actually make that happen. But like, well, that's why when we were talking about the law of attraction, it's the same thing. Right. You have to move into action. Yeah. You can't just wish I heard for the, something. The, the guy that wrote the secret, he was on a podcast that I was listening to and he was talking about that, that uh, people seem to read all his stuff and think that it's, um, and they clearly don't actually read it. They just like read the byline and they're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> you know, right. um, that, you know, a very big part of it is you have to interact with the world for the world to bring those positive things to you. The universe mm -hmm. has to be interacted with. Otherwise, it you know, there's nothing going to change. You can't just lay in your bed and be like, I want a million dollars. Right. Not, it's not going to like just and land. Then, and then the Lambo is not going to pull into your parking lot. Right. You have to move into action because action is attraction. It's the positive energy with the vibration that's going to, you know, and moving into action, that's your, you know, your vibration, your energy. It's, it all works together. Are there any things like examples in your life that you've seen, or even maybe in a client, you know, obviously don't use names or anything, but that you've seen that work really? Absolutely. I, Craig, I could give you a million examples, even in my own life as to, once you start with the positive affirmations and you have your plan of action, um, let me give you a quick example. I had a restaurant where restaurants, 90% of them fail. So the very first thing I did is discover why they fail and then do the opposite. And so I had that figured out and I was moving along really well. And then, of course, things in the restaurant are never, you know, they're up, down, all around. And I right. started getting into a, 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 a scary part like, oh, am I going to make it? Am I going to make it? But once I gain control with the meditation and the positive affirmations i had myself in a calm state where i could think clear when we are in a a state of panic confusion fear worry doubt we can't implement anything positive because we we have too many saboteurs but when you can i always call them the foundation of your house okay if you if you don't have a foundation of your house and you put that structure it's gonna it's gonna crumble and fall so if you walk in my office and i hand you a perfect plan of action it isn't gonna work why because you're you're still doing the same things you still have the same bad habits so when you take gratitude meditation journaling positive affirmations and you put that together with your plan of action it can't fail right so then you see it like i have clients that i watch and i keep saying i just keep saying trust me you know i i've i've built this beautiful facility if i'm if i'm wrong and lying and I wouldn't be successful. Right. You wouldn't have been doing it as long right. as you are. And like, so now yeah. people have that, they just let it go and they trust me. And when they get to the point, they're like, I get it. It's starting to happen. I'm like, okay, now you got to keep it going. Right. Wow. Yeah. I it's mean, pretty powerful. Yeah. I've seen that in my own life so many different times, obviously like, and it's for me, it's frustrating because it, it doesn't seem to be as complete of a state as I'd like it to be. I think everyone thinks like you get to this point of like self-actualization where it's like I've arrived and now I'm done with all the work no and it's, it's like it never stops no, it's it like never working stops. out right like you yes. use that example one time it's like you know if you can build your biceps up or build mm -hmm. your abs or whatever and if you stop working out for a year they're gonna go away like it's the same thing mentally and spiritually but mentally is harder because we're a selfish 
society. We can't see it, touch it, feel it. So we don't believe it's working. Mm -hmm. So you can't see that you're strengthening your mental muscles. Um, You know, Bob Proctor is the one who taught me about mental muscles. You know, it's memory, reason, perception, willpower, imagination, and intuition. And so you work really hard at strengthening them. It's just like you said, it's physical. Like you do the sit-ups, you can start seeing definition. You can start uh, increasing how many you do. But it's the same thing with your mind. You have to work at it in that strengthening. And your mind twists back to the way it used to be. It takes, you know, a minimum, minimum of 30 days for change to take place. That doesn't mean it's going to happen in 30 days. Right. So you have to work really hard. Well, and those other pathways are always going to be there. Whether they, the the idea is you eventually, if you look at it from like a um, a neuroscience standpoint, it's the the fat linings of the Mm -hmm. pathways between neurons and those pathways are not necessarily going to disappear actually they do eventually but it's like decades before they will actually completely disappear but you know you have especially the the frustrating thing is like the things that's why like childhood traumas are so damaging because you have way more uh support for myelin which is the like insulation that makes like certain pathways more likely for the like electrical signal to go through so when you're a child it's like those get really locked in. So it's really difficult then to, as an adult, not only do you have to uncover and figure out where that pathway is even going and like what's, you know, a possible way to counteract it. It's not just like, oh, now I know what my traumas are. Like, boom, it's done. Uh, It's probably going to be a very long period of building different habits to, to redirect it. Sure. It's a process. Yeah. But I mean, it's interesting. I always love hearing from you, like the, the times that it has worked for people because that's like, and yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, over and over and over. <laughs> Still works. Yeah. What do you, what is, what do you find is kind of the best way to, like I said, you don't get to like this peak of self-actualization and stay there. Like what's your best practices for yourself that you found to try to stay on top of those healthy habits well once you once you attain it once you've experienced the success of it it's that's your motivator you 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 know we all tend to kind of fall off and when you start falling off a little bit you can you immediately see this right. is going to go south yeah. and that's your motivator to be like no i'm not going to do that this i will do this and as you do it and you get stronger and stronger it's actually easier mm-hmm. it just comes natural yeah, that's what I mean. I've noticed that with like my like relapses, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the most obvious way that I can know if I'm sliding into bad habits again is if sure. I'm using or drinking whatever. The cool thing, I mean, it kind of sucks that I haven't been able to completely stay sober for an extended period of time for quite a while. But my relapses have become way less intense and also way shorter. Like they happen like it's like I have a drink or two and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? You know, but that's great. It's and the recognition. Yeah. And then I know the habits and the tools that I need to use to sure. get back on track. And that's like having those that toolbox, that tool set of of mental exercises, basically, that you can do that will make sure you stay on track when you start to like slip is, you know, so many people don't have that. And it's mm-hmm. take take gratitude, for instance, you were, you were just talking about gratitude. OK, so many people come in and go. I don't know, I'm running out of things to be grateful. And I'm like, what? Or they struggle with it in the beginning. And it for me, that's hard to fathom. I'm so grateful for life every day. It just it, sure. it, it just gets my energy going. But if you do it long enough, 
you'll see where it just comes natural. Like, it was so funny. I was doing gratitude the other day with someone, and they said, oh, you took the ones I was going to use. And I said, you can have those, and I'll do five new ones because it's so easy for me. Like, sure. I can sit here all day long and tell you what I'm grateful yeah, for. Yeah, that's almost like a mental muscle in and of itself. Yes, or and it's, it's a creative thing, I think. It is. Like, being able to creatively look at things in the world from a different aspect because – a lot, a lot of things are two-sided coins. Like you could either complain about it or you could be grateful for it, like we've talked about. Yep. That's, that's a lot of the sources of great gratitude that I find is are things that other people are like, oh, well, it's me. Like, oh, this commute's horrible. I'm like, oh, I love that I get to listen to a new podcast every single day on my commute. Speaking of which, you should totally listen to this podcast on your commute. <laughs> and you should also listen to Peggy's podcast. I could talk to you forever, but we are out of time. <laughs> so maybe we'll have to do another one someday once we get this podcast rolling a little bit more. Thank you so much, Peggy. If people want to find you, if they want to find out a little bit more about some of the things we were talking about, where can they do that? Best way is on my website, lifecoachingandbeyond.com. All my information is on there. Great. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Happy You Are Here podcast. I hope you got some really great stuff out of this. I, that conversation was really impactful for me, as is every conversation I have with Peggy. She's one of uh, my favorite people. So she has a new book out called Taking the First Shot. It's all about really a bunch of practical ways to change and positively affect your life and the way that she organizes it through the relationships that you have. So it's based on your personal life. It's based on your work life, your work relationships. It's based on your family relationships, your romantic relationships, all of those things. Uh, and it gets really, really um, into detail about how to make those work better for you and the other people involved and live a more fulfilled life, which is what we're all about on this show. If this episode was impactful for you and you found it useful and you think there's someone in your life that could get something out of it, please uh, share it. Uh, especially if you share it with one person, that's really helpful because I think personal recommendations are so much more powerful than just sharing it, you know, blanketly across social media. Although you can do that too. That's great. <laughs> um, but if you do share it somewhere, take a screenshot of you sharing it and enter the listener of the week contest. If you go to craigandzana.com slash podcast or happyyouarehere.life, you can enter the contest there. And we are giving away a $20 Amazon gift card every single week. And I would love for you to have a chance of winning that. We actually um, are finally starting to get a little bit more entries the first couple of episodes we had like maybe two or three people enter but as the show starts to uh, gather a little bit of steam we're getting more people interested and i would love for you to have an opportunity to interact with us in that way so thank you for listening and tune in again tomorrow for another episode